This is Dungeon Not Included, the actual play podcast for the adventurous listener. You are listening to our game of Bulldogs, a sci-fi adventure RPG from Galileo Games. Brennan is your GM and host, Frank plays Sticky, Alex plays Graucom McGruff, and Red plays San Ming. Our theme music is by Seamus Ronan. Welcome to a new episode of Dungeon Not Included. Last time, the crew ended up on the planet of Hacker Gorka, where Graucom got into a pit match with a knife-wielding Arsabaran who really kicked his butt in the end. Meanwhile, San Ming had wandered off and ran into the crew's old friend, Berga Bagul, the pirate, who then demanded that they give her some kind of compensation for not trading their ship to her uh, when she uh, demanded it last time. The way that everybody got out of that situation was by giving, trading her a uh, star map. But uh, to keep the pirates from getting too much use out of it, the crew corrupted the file. And uh, it will stop working probably pretty quickly after they use it. So our intrepid crew of the White Elephant is ready to take on a new job and get the heck out of here, as far as I know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to go check the job boards for Transgalaxy? I think that makes sense. Uh, uh, San, let's keep the engine running and we'll pick up <laughs> whatever job. Whatever Keeping the engine running is a bit more of uh, Grokham's job. That's fair. Okay. You, you keep the keep the ship from crashing into anything or do the pilot thing and you make sure the engines are running, Graucom, and then I will maybe find us a job using my <laughs> beautiful charm, my all three feet of my furry charm. <laughs> yeah. So Hacker Gorka is a fairly uh, well-trafficked planet, so there's a variety of jobs to look at and you kind of go through the list checking off all of the ones that look vaguely interesting and ignoring the ones that look boring uh sticky so uh the first one that you find that you come across is a delivery of dry dock construction equipment to avkari the interesting part about this is not the cargo but the fact that avkari is a known dark port basically a uh a pirate and uh general ne'er-do-well haven that uh, has not yet been uh, eliminated by any of the local authorities. <laughs> Stick's first thought is like, oh, pirates. I love pirates. Completely ignoring where we've been the last. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> As I'm about to put our name on it, I'm like, wait a minute. Pirates. <laughs> Uh, what's next? Uh, there's also a delivery of Belurian silk to Harmonia 3, which is within the Devil Comanchan Empire. Uh, they are not big fans of Ursemonites over there. And uh, you had earlier said that you were interested in uh, checking that out uh, just to cause trouble. All right. That's my lead so far. I like that one. 
And then the last one is the delivery of a team of Templar archaeologists to uh, Solome One, which is deep in the Saldralan Empire. So the idea of having Templars going into the Saldralan Empire is sure to create massive problems because those are the two empires that were at war with each other and are still kind of in a cold war at the moment. Oh, that sounds like it would be fun, but I think we're going to go with door number two. The Bullurian silks? Yeah, let's help out with race relations. (laughs) All right. That always goes well. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you you put your thumbprint down on that job, and ta-da, you are now the... uh, the proud uh, transporter of a uh, load of Balurian silk. Balurian silk is just really hard to come by stuff. Um, you're not sure why it's here on uh, Hacker Gorka, but it does need to get to uh, Harmonia 3. So. All right. So we got ourselves a good mission where nothing could possibly go wrong. Right. You know, the Empire, the Devil Comanchan Empire definitely tries to keep things, you know, uh, orderly. That's their thing. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, any Is there any chance we could, like, load up on contraband before we go? Uh Yes. That's actually a typical way that uh, Class D crews make a little bit of extra money. All right. So, ah, let's see. I guess I'm going to, let's, actually, we'll talk to the crew. So, um, all right, folks, I think we should hedge our bets, trying to make some scratch on this plan, uh, this this trip. So maybe pick up some stuff that these uh, these uh, uptight freaks aren't likely to have seen in their, you know, everyday existence. What what do you, what do you think? What what do you think we could load up on? Uh I don't actually know too much about these people. Does anyone know too much uh anyone know anything about this uh group we're going to? Uh yeah, I didn't think there was going to be research involved. Oh. Well, if you're trying to think of what they're not going to have, we need to know what they have, right? We can't just be like Oh, they're not going to have oranges and assume that they won't have oranges, right? Can we learn a little bit about these people? Anyone? Anyone got some roles maybe we can use to help us figure this out? You're a giant nerd. Do you know anything? Uh, I can look it up, but I don't appreciate being called a giant nerd. So mean. No reason for it. Uh, is, it, oh, is, it is it the nerd? Is it the nerd part of the giant part that you're the problem with? <sighs> anyway, Song goes over the terminal <laughs> to look up the what was the name of the planet again? The planet is Harmonia Three. Is that Harmonia that's the port. Three? Okay, that's the port station actually. What planet is it on? The planet is called Coral Deposit 6. What an innovative and creative name. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so that's a two on systems. Okay. Well, what you can find out um, from your uh, search is that it is a... uh, um watery planet the uh 
that has consistent strong winds and that's what they uh they use to power the factories that are there um it is basically a uh, clothing manufacturing company uh, company owns the uh, port and that's where the uh the textiles is what they develop there and that's why they would want belurian silk probably um the templars are uh overseers of a uh, large uh shall we say indentured population who uh, work the factories so like slaves yeah basically yeah son if you find anything that troubles you while you're researching uh <laughs> can you just pretend to not see it <laughs> that's a no isn't it so son what do they have what what don't they have there that maybe we can bring them besides freedom? I was gonna say freedom. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a water plant. They'll need booze. I mean, everything's gonna be kind of watered down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the honestly, there's a lot of stuff that they don't develop on planet um that is imported a lot of their food is imported uh among other things um but uh yeah illicit drugs would certainly be something that you couldn't get there uh very easily uh unless it was uh you know the whatever the local variety of uh flora and fauna produce on planet oh so maybe oranges after all yeah, that maybe oranges <laughs> after all actually <laughs> they don't have a lot of orange groves there it's it's mm -hmm. uh yeah all right well what would be easy to bring to planet that would be uh able to be snuck in with silk uh is this something we're gonna have to like combine orders with or are you able to keep these separate what are you guys thinking well you do have a couple of extra compartments off of your uh sure sure uh cargo bay some small mm -hmm. ones that you could use to smuggle things inside of. All right, let me let me see if I could uh, press pause with a few people, and you know, if there are other people who, if there's like a a a, a regular trade of illicit goods that maybe aren't so illicit that they're going to get us in trouble, um, uh, I'd like to do maybe like a larceny check to see if I get a good call. That makes sense. All right. Ooh, four. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, so knowing what uh, San Ming brought up about the planet, there are a few like uh, luxury items that the, uh, that the that there's a bit of a black market for uh, among the uh, indentured population. They're interested in uh, uh, a variety of uh, um, uh, they, they they'll they'll take books uh among other things you know the, you know materials uh that are banned by the empire um cool. they'll take uh uh religious icons also banned by the empire that kind of thing we can't bring them freedom but we could bring them the next best thing entertainment media yes. right <laughs> Yeah, it looks like the the imperial 
uh, overseers there don't want people getting any funny ideas is really what it is. So, and these people can't, they're not allowed podcasts. Wow. No, absolutely not. Mm. The greatest possible entertainment medium. (laughs) Theater of the imagination. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Imagination is for freedmen. Yeah, we'll load up and, you know, it actually does make me feel a little bit better that, you know, these people are stuck on crap contracts for way longer than is reasonable. Uh, but at least we can bring them something that they enjoy. But I don't admit yeah, that. The whole because... place is kind of like a debtor's prison, really. Yeah, that's that's what's going on with the labor. So. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So books it is. Is that the plan? Books and entertainment? Yeah, that seems to be the plan. And All the right. fact of the matter is, on Hacker Gorka, these things are uh, not abundant, but they are cheap because, you know, the locals <laughs> are not that interested. Yeah. <laughs> They're super not interested. We're, we're, going, we're, we're going from jock planet to indentured nerd planet. I mean, we need to, to bring the stuff that one group doesn't care about to the other group. All right. Dentured Nerd Planet is another great name for an album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where, where's the best place to find some books? Uh, they're going to be probably cheap and uh, possibly even, is there a take it or leave it kind of situation? Uh, <laughs> Junkyard. You could uh, find uh, like a used bookstore, uh, you know, type place. I mean, uh, most of the media is electronic, but uh, I'm okay with us saying that since it's cheap and available that we got it. And now absolutely, go. yeah. I mean, you just had to go down to the Arsabarn section of town. Is all it was. So perfect. Uh, how how are these books? Are these just like are we going to be bringing like hardcover paper books? Are these heavy? Are we bringing digital? How are we doing this? You can bring a combination. Yeah, I think digital for most of it. And then the iconography and the whatever for religious purposes will probably be the physical items we have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. All right. Let's bring uh, peace and uh, forgiveness to these poor chumps and show them what what class D can do. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So uh, you are pre- you you prep the ship for takeoff and uh, and head out from Hacker Gorka, following air traffic control instructions. I assume. I'm not trying to do anything flashy, are you? No, not really. There's no point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the question that you do have is sort of like where to cross the border. Um, there's a variety of uh, checkpoints that you'd want to go through if you're doing official deliveries, uh, they will want to do a customs check on your ship. So somebody's going to have to hide the, uh, the um, contraband. Well, sticky is the resident crime expert. So that's true. Yeah. We're, we're definitely hiding the contraband in the fart uh, escape pod from an earlier episode. (laughs) The the fart shuttle. (laughs) (laughs) So false floor there. And, uh, or actually, you know what? We put it in the vent system behind one of the filters that has obviously been taxed out. So if they want (laughs) to open that up, they deserve to catch us. (laughs) 
All right, so uh, go ahead and make a larceny check to see how well you've hidden stuff. They're four. Hey, four. Nice. nice. Nicely so done. that's what the target number for the customs official would be to find this stuff, basically. I don't know if you want to try to make that better or if you're well, satisfied I'm, I'm with I'm pretty confident. I think even if they find it, I, I, I'd be shocked. Well, I guess, no, the Templars. Yeah, getting into the Templar space, they would they would care. But no, I'm good. I'm really to. Okay. I'm I'm willing I'm willing to cause trouble here. Right. <clears throat> you don't want to go way out of your way to avoid trouble is really what it is. Right. Yeah. You've done your duty. You've hid this stuff. <laughs> so, uh you take you take off um the the question is basically do you want to go through one of the high volume uh Port, ports of entry, a low volume point, port of entry where they might be more asleep at the switch, uh, but also might be more vigilant because they're bored or uh, something in between. Let me split the difference. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What, what what's everybody, your, what's everybody else else's think? opinion? Yeah. I think it's cool. I'm going to let, uh, I'm going to ride on your decision. I think that yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You're flying. I'm just sitting in the engine. So that makes sense to me. Do what you mm -hmm. think. Cool. Okay. So, uh, me so you're going to do something in between, basically. Goldilocks. Mm -hmm. You're going to try to Goldilocks it. Yeah. Okay. So not the most uh, popular port of entry, but not also in the sticks, basically. So you don't mm -hmm. have to go too far out of your way to go to this one. Right? Um. The super high traffic one is definitely like right along a main shipping route. So uh, that would be faster to get to, but this one's not too bad. And yeah. uh, as you approach, the, uh, there's, a, there's a very short line of ships here. There's like five or six in front of you as you sort of uh, um, pull into the... Uh, the custom station, uh, they have you dock, and then uh, a officious-looking person in a uh, dark uniform says, uh, "You know, stand by for customs inspection." Sure. All right, you look Arsabarin on the uh, comms, so they aren't saying anything. They don't say anything to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is a customs official and two armed guards who greet you at the airlock. Who's who's going to meet them there? Are you, is it you, Sicky? I think it would be me. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, the uh, the person, the customs official in the lead, takes a look at you uh, with undisguised loathing. And says, uh, I'm sorry, uh, sir, you are not allowed to uh, cross the border. Oh, uh, why ever for? <laughs> <laughs> she says, uh, we have enough criminals in the Empire as it is. <laughs> <laughs> You don't recognize me, do you? 
uh, she looks down and, and then looks, you know, back up at you in surprise as she's looking at her ship, you know, the call up of the ship. And she says, you're the captain. I'm the captain. <laughs> you know, uh, listen, let's not, let's not be too, too PC here. Uh, I understand that there are certain people of my persuasion who uh, leave a, a bad taste in, in many fine, respectable people's mouths. Uh, I have never been in anyone's mouth. <laughs> I... Jesus Christ. I am close, close, but uh, uh, I would say a level better than that. I am a wonderful person. I am uh, the hero of wherever the name of that place was that I was the hero of. I don't like to brag is why I don't remember it. It's not that I don't care. It's just that we, it's, you know. It's, oh, God. I'm here to close again. God is interesting, but not quite on the money. I'm really just a, I'm a, I'm a civil servant like you. And I'm here to do the job I was assigned. Okay. She pitches the bridge of her nose for a second and then says, uh, just a moment and steps away, gets onto her calm. And you can hear her muttering, you know, her muttering. Yes, it's in her seminite. No, I understand. The trans galaxy has expressly made an exception, is what you're telling me. That he's a hero. A hero? Rocking right. back and forth on the heel. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> She steps back over and she says, well, apparently your company has made arrangements. Oh, uh, wonderful. I'm glad we uh, straightened that out. <laughs> the two guards don't look happy about this. Listen, both of you, there's nothing to feel bad about. Bureaucracy is very tough. And you know what? You have every reason to hold your earned beliefs true to yourselves. I mean, I'm sure your personal life experiences made it so that what you believed about me on first uh, first uh, sight is true. But just think about that in the future. In the future, hesitate ever so slightly. That's what I want you to do. I want you to hesitate ever so slightly. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the customs agent... Uh, just sort of sighs and says, "All right, let's take a look at this uh, this um, cargo." And she uh, starts to inspect your cargo bay, uh, looking at the manifest and checking to make sure that what's inside the bales is the same thing. It does appear, you know, like all your cargo is basically legit, so that's not a problem in the cargo bay. But then she says, uh, all right, I'll need to inspect the rest of the ship just to make sure there's no contraband. Right ahead. Okay. She goes and begins a thorough exploration of the ship. Let's see what she gets. A zero. 
So that is actually quite good for you. Hmm. She does a very thorough inspection, but when she gets to that escape pod, she takes a sniff and makes it fairly cursory look around before coming back out. Uh, not too fond of the stench in there. Uh, she does roll your quarters really thoroughly. Uh, sticky. She'll find so. stacks of my comic book. <laughs> your, your comic book, the comic book about you. Yes. yes. Which I offer to sign one for her. Uh, she won't take it. Mm. <laughs> Too prejudiced. Right, right, right. That's okay. To, to take a collector's item like that. It's a shame. <laughs> she notes the empty crew quarters. <laughs> as opposed to the luxury suites that you guys have uh-huh. set yourself up in. <laughs> and then uh, takes her leave of the, uh, of the ship uh, saying, uh, well, everything looks in order, Captain Sticky. Uh, please be aware, I've put a flag on your ship uh, to, so there will be, uh, you will be monitored in the uh, Empire if you do anything shady. It's going to show up, and uh, you'll be getting a visit from the uh, the security forces, which I'm sure you don't want. As much as I would love to visit with your security forces and regale you all about the story of the time I was the hero of, whatever that thing I was the hero of, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to waste anyone's time. Mm. You're right. All right. She looks a little disappointed she couldn't find anything. And, uh, <laughs> Leaves the ship. As soon so. as the doors close, I start miming all the offensive gestures I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's no problem. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> all right, so you can head towards Harmonia 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The planet of uh, is it Coral Deposit Six? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a fair distance from the border, so uh, but you can refuel here at the custom station, so that's not a big deal. And uh, away you go. It's going to take about a week to get there. Um, if I may, uh. Uh, the camera swings down to uh, the uh, engineering bay, where while a lot of stuff seems to be working fine, uh, you see Graucom, and he's uh, sitting in his chair, uh, and he's uh, holding up the knife that he still had left over from that fight, and he's looking at it, and um, he's you know a six foot dog person, so he's using that knife while he's staring at it to sharpen his claws, but he's really pondering you know it's been a while since he's been in any sort of like one-on-one combat uh in any sort of like recreational setting like that uh we had obviously been in fights but uh he used to be really good back when he was at the academy um there there this shouldn't have been a fight that he lost and he's a little down on himself so he's just uh staring at the knife and thinking about he's reliving the fight in his head and thinking about uh, different ways he should have done it differently. Um, as he comes up with ways that seem to work for him, like his, his tail wags a little bit in his chair. 
And uh, you see across <laughs> the room, there's a uh, piece of paper on a dartboard with uh, a stick figure that's just a just like a generic stick figure of a person that is supposed to be the per other person with the knife from the fight. And he's just <laughs> lobbing. So like a stick figure with a little knife in there. Yeah, hand. a stick figure with a, like, just a genderless stick figure with a, with a little stick knife in its hand. And he's just tossing the, uh, the knife that's in his hand. After he finishes uh, sharpening his claw, he just chucks it. Uh, and I'm going to say he bullseyes it, but if you need me to roll for that, I think I don't that, need a roll for that. Yeah. He's just bullseyeing it. Turns out. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he throws it, it bullseyes the little stick figure and he gets up, walks over, picks it up again, sits down, starts filing the next nail and then nice. launches it. And that's basically what he's doing. He's, um, getting himself a little, he's getting in his head and trying to like, doing, even himself doing a little out combat a training as well. Yeah. As, well, uh, he's, I feel like he's, He's definitely hurting after both physically and kind of um, pride wise after that last fight. Like I think he knew when in thinking one thing was going to come out. And, yeah. Yeah. And he came out a little beaten up. Uh, yeah. Beating himself up as well as physically beaten up. Yeah. So. Yeah. How about you, Son Ming? Uh, Son, uh, as she usually is when they go on long trips is fiddling around with the systems, uh, you know, her eternal battle with Flappy, the, uh, system yeah, the AI. AI. <laughs> uh, uh, and Son, uh, like, she wears very baggy clothes, right? Um, she's, like, 5'10", so, like, tall, but not too tall. Uh, and, uh, her wearing baggy clothes makes sense when you know that she can turn into a nine-foot-tall monster, and she doesn't exactly want to go clothes shopping every time that happens. Right. Uh, so, um, yeah, she's hunched over the comm system, uh, trying, or not the comm system, just the, uh, ship system fiddling with it trying to see if she can get the perfect balance of not too annoyingly in your face and also not completely hands off all the way makes sense so yeah you 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 and graucom basically stay at your station uh during your downtime and just try to optimize things either for fighting or for uh for the ship systems mm -hmm. so sticky what are you up to i i am trying to um like i'm basically sitting there with a notebook draw making a bunch of crude drawings of what i want to try to do to make people the most upset and i'm really just tr trying to come up with like a stunning plan <laughs> to make people upset yeah, yeah. And, I th and i think i've got it and i think i've got it because i think i'm going to uh present this at, well not even going to present this so my plan is to go to the, the the workers at some point and leveraging san and graucom's desire to be good to people and be good boys and etc uh to convince them that if we try to liberate these <laughs> no. people yeah that it'll be like the best like the most the, the most noble thing we can possibly do but also mostly just the most infuriating thing that we could possibly. absolutely that will really yeah. uh, upset and offend the uh the templars 
uh, as you are, you know, uh, guests in their empire. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they're jerks anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, all of you <laughs> just don't interact with each other pretty much the whole trip. <laughs> That's kind of our thing. We kind yeah, of yeah, it is. We do kind of close ourselves off on our on our journeys back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, with Sticky constantly trying to harass us, I think it makes sense for San and Grelkum to like be like, "Okay, I'm closing off my area." <laughs> This is, I'm trying to do something that's one of your hobbies, liberating <laughs> people, <laughs> eating you halfway. Um. <laughs> Some of San Ming's hobbies include liberating people. <laughs> yeah. Freedom. <laughs> Interests social include justice. freedom, social justice. <laughs> uh, all right so uh you are coming in to this planet uh it is as i mentioned before a uh mostly covered in water um coral deposit six is uh a uh the 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 entire ocean is sort of alive with these creatures that are that are similar to coral that uh, grow uh, hard shells, and so all of the land masses that are sticking up above the water are the uh, the bleached uh, uh, coral deposits uh, that these creatures have left. And uh, you're coming in for a landing. Uh, the uh, the Starport is uh, basically on a lowish uh, area of this giant coral hill. Um, and you can see the big factory uh, buildings and the uh, many windmills that they use to run their, uh, run their uh, machinery. San, this so. place reminds me of the, the mining village you came from. <laughs> she Any, gives uh, you a look. I'm just saying, they're just a bunch of people out there, miners, you know, the the soul of the land, or in this case, the uh, coral. Just, I, I just, you know, just wanted to put that out there, put that seed in your brain, you know, just. What the are, hell are, are you talking about? Nothing. Let's land the vessel. We're good. Everything's fine. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad at being subtle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really gonna burn your asses if it works, anyways. <laughs> I know you were planning this, okay. but you're technically got a good point. I want you to make a roll as you're landing. All right. That's a five. Okay, cool. Because as you're coming in, um, you can see the the windmills are sort of lazily turning around. Um, as you're just about to land on the platform, 
uh, a stiff breeze comes through and the windmills all start spinning really fast and it almost tips your ship over to the side um, as you're coming in for a landing, but then you manage to, to drop it down. And this breeze, this wind seems to last about uh, five or 10 minutes and then it dies down to a gentle breeze again. Huh. So you're here. You have your cargo to deliver, the Belurian silk. Mm-hmm. And uh, your other cargo to deliver, the religious texts and uh, entertainments from off-world. Who are the people we're delivering it to? Are like what? What are they? What are the makeup? Are they Templars or are they? Yeah, you see, the people that are arriving are Templars, and they're dressed to the nines. Basically, they are like super fashionable looking. The fashions are a little different than the frontier zone here, but uh, they, you know, it's, it's clear that uh, wearing fashionable clothes is something that of a local culture. Graucom, do you think you could disable our ship in a subtle way that will, don't, don't do it right away. Wait for the end of the sentence. Uh, (laughs) Can you uh, disable the ship in a way that you can fix whenever you need to fix it? Uh, yes. Why? What do you need? I, I want us to be stranded on this place for a couple more, uh, maybe like an hour or two more than they expect. Oh, got it. Um, I'm going to go down into the engineering bay and I'm going to uh, do a jerry rig to disable the ship in such a way that I can then fix it later on. Does that work? Works for me. All right. So it's uh, a uh... engineer plus two, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Nice. It would be. Where am I? Oh wow, I'm my my thing's way off. What I get? It's Somebody it's four. Said. You got a four. Sweet, I got a four. Kick in. Thank <laughs> you. Doing awesome today. Don't even know what you rolled. <laughs> yeah, I uh, uh, so I got a four. Uh, yeah, so I um just flip a couple of things around to just like toggle a couple of wires that don't normally go together. Just like flip their spots. Nothing, anything that'll like damage the ship permanently. But like, if we try and turn it on, it's going to, the starter is just not going to work. Okay. So basically, you know, you've like, uh, removed the distributor cap. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So something, something simple, something easy enough to fix. Uh, and something that's in this ship, it's, it's new enough and complicated enough looking that the average person wouldn't be able to tell what I did. Yeah, that seems totally doable. Uh, it's uh, it, it, what because it's jury rigging, though. Mm-hmm. That means that it's not a permanent solution. And what I think is the ship is going to read it as damage and route around it eventually. So okay, so we got to do this in. Uh... We have a timetable. We've been given the t- essentially. Yeah. To get this done. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Uh, I I let them know that okay, it's set up. Uh, Flappy's gonna come on at some point and try and fix what I did. Um, I'm sure this ship's got workarounds for pretty much anything I can think of. Man, that um, thing is the third most annoying thing on this ship. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. So, so the plan uh, is we're. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, you're good. Okay. So the plan is we're going to do the trade-off with the Templars normally. They're about to be on the vessel. 
we try to start up our device, our ship. It won't go. We need a little bit of time to set things up. Then we make the secondary deal on the side, and we liberate the people and bring down the Templars. Great, perfect plan. Except, uh, wait, right? what? What was that last bit? Are Are you opening the door when you say acceptable? <laughs> <laughs> I I would like so, uh, but I also would like to make a uh, vague plan so that we can work on it later on. Yes. Okay. Right. So you're gonna roll your uh, your command. Yeah, it it was too you vague. Got a big zero. Too vague. <laughs> it was too vague for your uh, your crewmates. They have literally I'm no super, idea what's going on. I'm super yeah. okay yeah. with that. I'm super okay with that. That was that was me saying, trust me, there's a plan. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, so good. All right. Hello. I say with an accent that is not appropriate at this moment. Uh, Hello. The uh, the lead um, uh, Templar uh, who's coming on board like literally flinches away from you when he sees you uh, and say that. Uh, <laughs> I, and is I, like is is shocked and says, uh, uh, "I thought this was a cargo vessel with the uh, delivery." It is. I'm the tame or Semonite that you've heard so much about. <laughs> ah, I see. Well, we do not get um, your type here on the planet very often. I can tell uh, because the planet's in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, we're here for business? Yes. <laughs> very good. Uh, he snapped his fingers and uh, another... Uh, Templar uh, looks like his assistant steps up with a uh, manifest and hands it to him. And he says, uh, I believe you have Belurian silks uh, for delivery. Yes. Uh, yep. There's a few uh, crates full in our cargo bay. Very good. Uh, allow me to take a look before I sign your manifest. You, sound, you look like a person who's very, very well versed in silk. I am. <laughs> very very uh, uh, per, uh perspicacious of you i i look over at son and Graalco and i smile like a smile that is like this motherfucker thinks it's a compliment son's <laughs> <laughs> just like still confused from the whole liberating the people thing mm -hmm. all right well, he comes over and takes a look at uh, the crates and begins to go through them, counting, etc. Um, then he grabs one of them and uh, he sort of rubs the cloth between his fingers. Right. And then he says, uh, wait a second. What are you trying to pull here? Nothing yet. I mean, nothing at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> he says, this silk is clearly not Belurian. Uh, this is what this they is gave us. You're trying to pass off counterfeit Belurian silks? I understand you Class D people. You probably sold the real Belurian and thought you could pass this over on me. Guards! Guards! <laughs> what? We haven't even done anything yet. <laughs> I I'm not I've yet to get aggressive just because I'm just shocked um, and offended. Okay. I have a question. 
nothing to do with yeah. Sam. <laughs> I have a question. Uh, am I the cause of his uh, distress directly? Because I have directly a the cause of his distress. Yeah, like I have a a stunt to calm people down. Unfortunately, you are not the direct. <laughs> I, mean, I would say no. You no, are no. not the directly the cause of his distress. Whoever That's the hell good. it was who passed off these Belurian silks is the cause of his distress. Uh, I think yes. you can try to calm it down because you're not the ones provoking him. Yes, uh, I, I will say. Uh, hold on, hold on, one moment. This is big misunderstanding. We were not aware of uh, any switch happening with silks uh by the way when he shouted for guards about six guards came running so they are now on the ship as well okay you can go ahead and make your rapport roll right is that is yes it's a four that's all right let's see what he gets Also, also a, four. a four. So he's calmed down a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, he's still clearly quite offended and upset uh, about these false Belorian silks that you were trying to foist off on him, <laughs> or at least that's what he thinks. He Literally, says, uh, we that was not the bad thing. We did. <laughs> he says, well, I'm sure we can work all of this out. Uh, you'll all have to come with me. And we'll uh, discuss it back in my offices. And the guards right. make make it look like that was not a request. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, what else can we do? Yeah, you're not immediately under arrest right now. You're just under suspicion. You're persons yes. of interest. Persons of interest. I I'm going to uh, kind of stand back and look at the two of them and see what they're doing. Uh, Below my fingers are precariously near places where they know I hide gun components. Right. Um, I just they will not head. allow you to take any weapons with you. Of course sure. not. Sure. Um, I have a knife that's easy to hide. It's my belt buckle knife. Will they notice that? Uh, it's concealable. Yeah. So. Yes. If 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 we're gonna um, go by if we're gonna go by past pretense on this, I've never had to do a check on any of my things that are labeled as concealable. No, and I I agree with that. Uh, I think that's fine. I mean, it technically gives you a bonus against their survival check, but uh, uh-huh. your belt buckle knife and Graucom's components of his gun are gonna pass. Uh, otherwise, nothing else can come though. Okay. Will they take shields as well? I assume. Uh, personal defense screen shield type things. Uh, mm-hmm. They did not confiscate those yet. Okay. That's um, because you tied. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, okay. if, if everyone's like getting over the weapons, Garakum's going to pull out that knife from before and just like flip it in his hand and then turn sideways and look for a crate and just like launch it and like maybe even split the crate open. Just with the, okay. the knife, like hit it perfectly on the spot, and be like, "There, I'm no unarmed." And All right. Well, that didn't make the uh, the guards any less uh, uh, 
I'm not trying to make them less suspicious. They're they're gonna think what they think anyway. Right. So it's good to keep them on edge. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, now they're oh, escorting God. you with their hand on their gun. So mm -hmm. yeah. I am gonna say, as we are being escorted out into the offices of this grand douche, that I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to do a little stage whisper, little stage whisper, and say, just stick to the plan. <laughs> <laughs> just stick to the plan. My God, that doesn't why help does your face any either. Why does everybody make my job so fucking hard? So hard. Uh, uh, I think is All that right. a good place to call it for this episode. I think so. This is a yeah. Good, this is a good stopping point as you're being arrested. That's our adventure for this week. We hope you enjoyed listening to Dungeon Not Included. If you did, please tell a friend, leave us a five-star review and encouraging comments on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps spread word for new shows like ours. You can follow the latest from the Dungeon Not Included crew on Twitter at DNI Crew, or over at Facebook at Dungeon Not Included, or at our home on the Non-Productive Network at non-productive.com slash DNI Crew where you can find articles, character sheets, and Patreon exclusives, as well as our latest episodes. All of us do this for the love of the game, but every little bit helps us keep making Dungeon Not Included. Thanks for listening. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.